This week on the Push Wallows podcast, if we had three months to start it all again, what exactly would we do? Also, if you're listening to this and you think somebody else could benefit from it, then give us a share. Tell us that you're listening on Instagram. Share it to your stories. It means literally the world to me and now. And thanks for listening. And three, two, one. Do they celebrate Halloween in Dubai then? Hey guys, welcome to the Push Paul Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on, buddy? Just realised the microphone was quite away from my face then, so I um, apologise if that got a little bit louder as uh, I move towards the microphone. But um, yes, they do. Yes, there is Halloween um, in all the shops and everything. So there's quite a lot of Western influence here, but without the Western mm. influence, it wouldn't be a thing, no. So it's kind of like, yeah, it kind of is, but also wouldn't be if not and as you know mate i'm a grinch about about anything celebratory so i'm not a big fan of halloween <laughs> in the slightest i just don't give a shit about you it loser. i just yeah, don't well, I, I just I... think it's so overrated and i just don't understand why we're so big on the american way of doing things but hey you know it's just fun in the sake of fun dan you can dress fun. up as a boring bastard and then isabel yeah. can dress up as a pumpkin Uh, but what we really want to know is what will uh your little doggies be dressing up as (laughs) hot dogs just get like a little just get the bun (laughs) on the outside you know yeah that's it (laughs) that's what we get in american yeah that's what um oh no i won't i'll be afterwards when i know yeah strange Mm. it was just it was just amusing because i I was walked past the shop and it was all halloween stuff and i was like oh oh it is isn't it I mean, the thing that strikes me as odd is that I've seen stuff in the UK, anyway, from people posting about it, about Christmas before I saw oh, yeah. about Halloween. So it's like they post Christmas stuff and they go, oh, hang on a minute, we forgot about that. Let's do Halloween. <laughs> or they post it at the same time. I just find it a bit strange. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I said, each to their own, you know. You know, But it, I just, it's a bit much, isn't it? It is a bit much, like Christmas stuff. <laughs> September. Christmas stuff now, yeah. Well, I, I still think the, the best one was... Uh... Was it when I came back from, obviously it was like COVID central, wasn't it? Uh, the last Christmas or whatever it was. And mm. uh, I came back up to London to try and escape COVID. I ended up getting it. Um, to be, I spent New Year's by myself. How, how bad's that? Like, that's crazy. Because you got no friends, I mean, mate. Because so. I got no you friends. And, and I was like shielding because, yeah, my family had COVID and I'd spent my like, whole Christmas with them. I was like, please don't let get it. Please don't get it. And I got it. Um, <laughs> and you got it, yeah. And I got it, yeah. Like literally the last day when my housemate was coming back, I was like, brilliant. Um, what was it? Yeah, I went down to the Tesco and I think it was on, I went up on the 27th and obviously I was trying to go and get food. And on the 27th of December, there was Cadbury cream eggs out in the Tesco. In See, I'm all right with. No, I'm all right with. <laughs> I was really? like, I'm buying some, but yeah, of course. But <laughs> the principle is wrong. <laughs> it was a little bit strange. I was just like, oh, yeah. Cadbury cream eggs in December, unless you're saving them. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their uh, their shelf life is, if I'm honest. So forever. Does chocolate go off? I think this, how shit Cadbury's chocolate is now. I just don't think it matters. I think it doesn't go off, does it? No, surely not. No, surely not. No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> anyway, how has your week been? It's been all right, you know. Nothing crazy's happened. Um... Trying to think, mate. Other than obviously, other than the the whole UK going to absolute shit overnight because of one person's 
announce some some shit. Oh, quasi announcing. Um, yeah, other than that, mate, everything's all right. Um, yeah, I think uh, nothing crazy's gone on that I can remember. Blitz obviously closes on Friday, so if you want eight weeks of fat loss, get in on that because next time we do it, it's going to be a bit different. So just run out there. But uh, fat gain, fat gain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fat gain program for eight weeks. Yeah. <laughs> All you can eat, that's going to be. So there we go. I think people um, can for that. That'd be great. You just post like pictures of uh, your food each night, or just like shit. I'm going here. Put on this starch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's great. Easy, <laughs> easy as that. You know. Um, yeah. So I think that uh, that's about it, mate. Nothing crazy. What about yourself, mate? Obviously, the um, the combine guys have done well. Of course they have. I mean, we haven't talked about the last. We didn't talk about the last podcast, did we? It was only this one. It's been recently because I've only seen you posting the results on Instagram. Yeah, I, I I can't remember if I'm honest. I think I, I said it was finishing, or I just I said something about it because um, there was a few a couple of people reached out and actually thought our our musing on group coaching was uh, yeah quite informative. Different different for our podcast normally. Um, oh, we got some nice feedback. That makes sense. <laughs> I know. But Thanks, it's just, just I, I think I think we'll just put it out here. If you do have if you enjoy the show, this is at the start, we're in the first five minutes, right? If you enjoy the show at any point, and uh, obviously we do we've done 330 episodes, this will be. And uh yeah, every single one is free. Me and Dan make a lot of free content. Um mm. we're not asking you for money, just fucking share it. Just be like, oh, share it with something. You don't even have to post it on your story. Just be like, oh, another trainer. You might like this, um, just in case. Yeah. Because, yeah, every now and again, unfortunately, me and Dan have together been in the fitness industry for over 20 years um, of experience. So give or take. And we're still in it. Fuck me. Yeah. Um, Idiots. Um, but yeah. More for yeah. us, mate. Yeah. Any, anyway, um, skirting back. Um, yeah, the combine guys did well. So I think net so across the board, obviously I could be lying. I could be lying, but I, I can produce the numbers. I will po- post my accounts on company's house. I don't know whether they'll take Excel spreadsheets of uh, the results. And I didn't fill them out. I think that's the one good thing because I the uh, my clients have to fill their spreadsheet out. I don't touch them. Um, yeah. Mainly because I'm lazy, but mainly <laughs> because... I'm not fucking watching their sessions, so I don't know what they've done. I do mandatory, I normally say film everything, but lack of filming has been, uh, I had a go at everybody because I wanted filming of everybody because guess what? It's great fucking content. Um, yeah. I like seeing people do well. So yeah, net 11.35% up across the board. And we've still, I've still got three, three people, um, but they're one-to-one guys um, who will be retesting. Obviously, they get a little bit more of a handhold um, because they're special and they get to talk to me more. So, yeah. Just lucky, lucky people. Lucky people. They get literally walked through. But yeah, yeah, across the board. It was interesting though because obviously, obviously I wrote the plan um, and they just fucking did it and executed well. And I can see there's already there's already like uh progress to the different pathways and whatever and I put together more of a strength mm. one but I thought the last one was more kind of an all-round one. But it, I guess it, it did really in terms of the improvements across the board, it did pick up on just people's weaknesses. That's what it really showed me. 
It was like some people mm-hmm. made a big like stride in their power. Some people made a big, big, like was 20% up in their strength endurance. And I was like, whereas relating to their power wasn't as much because he was already quite a springy little lad. And then he's, he's just added to his strength endurance. And then the strength stuff was kind of get in around 10% the whole time anyway. So I was like, I was kind of, I was kind of expecting that's more predictable. I feel in terms of increasing somebody's strength, that's far more predictable than increasing somebody's like elastic properties in terms of uh, yeah. the power and the strength endurance. Um, and ESD, the engine system development, that's all the shit uh, that Dan doesn't like doing at the end. Um, yeah. It turns out nobody likes doing it at the end. Um, no. <laughs> unless you're a one-to-one client, obviously I don't kick you out the ass in the group that much um, in group training. The one-to-one guys do get a little bit more of a kick up the ass if they don't do it because I know they don't do it um, because I'll look at their stuff. But And they'll be like, oh, yeah, really easy week. Um, I was like, no, I need you to do that because you're going to be better for it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you take two, if you took me and Dan, or I, I know Dan and Mike, they both did the same plan for six weeks, yet Dan does some ESD, sprinting, some I don't know, aerobic capacity sprinkled in, Dan is going to be better at recovering. Dan is going to be more athletic and he is going to be a better functioning person than Mike who only does lifting. Mm-hmm. thousand percent. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. I think people um, yeah, don't realize that. And we can, we can bastardize cardio fucking walking. I think, I think the other thing as well, like I think, cardio. I think just, just the other thing on that is I think um, one thing that I've noticed from doing, I've done like, I think out of my training now, I've done this, the same session three times um, in three weeks. So you keep on getting it wrong. Is that why? And I tell you what is you, the thing that I find odd about that, those numbers that you've just described there is that I think that ESD stuff is the stuff that you improve on the quickest, but obviously yeah, the people haven't done it as much, but I've noticed after three weeks of doing it, like the improvements I've seen, like I, I remember the first time, cause I was using the assault bike, right. I'm doing the assault bike stuff. So I use RPM as a, as a gauge for kind of like intensity and progress. And I remember the first yeah. time I did it, I was like, had to keep a, I think it was a 55 RPM steady for a minute or for 20 calories or something like that. And I was like, fuck me, this is a bit, a uh, bit much. And then the other day I was doing it and I was doing 65 RPM and I was like, this is fine. And it's like, you can see improvements quicker, in my opinion, than you can with weights because it, it, for some reason, your body just adapts to that a lot, lot quicker. And as you said, the recovery then improves. And I think the other thing that people forget with ESD stuff is that you, like you said, you, you see benefits in, in things like your sleep, like hundred percent, you will in recovery and your ability to deal with things like stress and stuff. I know it sounds stupid to say out loud, but mm. I think it, it all it all relates more than just strength training. It's why I'm I'm so big and why I've got someone who tells me to do it, even though I don't always do it because the gym's a bit busy and you know the equipment's not available. And I any chance I get, I skip it because again, it's it's hard. But then I always <laughs> say to people like the stuff that you find the hardest is the stuff that you need to do the most. Like, yeah, that's I the mean, reality of it, right? If you if you're great at squatting and you love squatting and you like, I don't really a fan of, of trap bar deadlifts. I bet you if you did trap bar deadlifts, you'd see more improvements in your overall physique and overall development and power than you would if you did squats because you've already got to a higher level with that. Same with the cardio stuff. It's just, you just would benefit from doing it if you hate doing it. It's that simple because you've resisted it for that that long. You're that, you know, untrained in it. And um, that's what I always say to people. It's like, it's like with anything though. Like coaches, oh, I'm not very good at writing. Well, write more and you'll get better at it. <laughs> get on video more. No, on video. You know, it's it's that same old shit oh. where, you know, we don't want to hear it. But 
you know, you have to do stuff you shit at to get better at it. There you go. <laughs> Correct. Boring. Yeah. And everybody, I, I feel like it's uh, obviously it's an awful, I don't know, obviously with Hyrox, CrossFit and stuff like that. Conditioning is conditioning. ESD is generally programmed with, as as we saw with that fucking thing we reviewed the other week, the program. It's just not done at all well. Well, yeah, because um, people just think it's, oh, get out of breath. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And it's no. just like, all right, well, there's certain things. I can't remember. There's a, a, one, of, one of the lads is big into ESD. I can't remember the papers he uses in the course, but... I've got a little document that I work off, um, which I won't share with people. You can come fucking talk to me if you really want. Um, mm-hmm. And I will share with you in a DM. But yeah, if you want to work out like, um, so there's certain things that obviously I do for working out aerobic speed and stuff like that. So max aerobic, if say, for example, Dan Dan does his assault bike. Um, I would, it bef- and I know Dan, unfortunately, as as bad as it sounds, I have to say this, he's reasonably trained. He's a pretty good in terms of a mover and he tr- can train that's nice um so he'll probably within the first two weeks of training with me he'll be doing a two mile or like 2k like assault bike test and he'd be like go fuck yourself tom mm-hmm. um <laughs> basically i need something five plus minutes something like that and then um to find his max aerobic speed i need an average like rpm over a minute basically so whatever that and adds up to from that five to six minutes that two miles would be my uh mas so it's max aerobic speed and then i use a max aerobic speed calculation to work out what people are meant to be doing so i just quickly got that up because i thought it would be relevant so for example aerobic power um we might do one to five minutes at max aerobic speed and then recover um all the way to 130 beats per minute so i want them to use their heart rate as the mm-hmm. the of when they recover and then i'm like all right i need you to go to and then you go boom on again and i just desired to like however many times i want them to do it and that's going to build their max aerobic speed and mm-hmm. we're relating that to the the variable is um the fucking well, well the thing we're working to is heart rate because that's how we're building aerobic capacity so might as well do that so it's interesting when people don't really take that into account. So it's obviously something we do with what bikes, right? And then we obviously we would have done um, throughout our careers with those um, in terms of wattage and power outputs and stuff like that, because we know, all right, zone two would, would be something you're able to, I think it's, is it zone three? You should be able to sit in zone three for like four hours or something like that, mad. And then something like zone two, you can sit that long, but it relatively equates to kind of, um, your beats per minute and your heart rate and your breathing and stuff like that. So that's how you mm. use it with what bikes and zones and stuff like that. But yeah, it's getting nerdy, getting nerdy, Dan. But certainly mm. something that people can program better instead of going off you go. Yeah. But that's and, how and I, that's would te- I would tend to program the off you go method in the first couple of months. Don't get me wrong, because I just need them to vaguely work. And then we go, right, I need, I, you've managed to work. Now we're going to lay some science on it. So. Mm. 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 yeah I agree. for sure like that and i think like like we talked about this before i think on a, on a on an episode where it's like you know people just don't program it correctly because it again it's just bastardized the way it's done it's just you know go for a run and it's gonna it's gonna it's that it's that <laughs> it's just that that gap in between go for a run and do a million burpees in a time cap and if you don't do that you're a failure plus add some snatches in there as well like it's it's that in between bit of going actually look we can we can track some of the metrics, some of the data. You don't have to run the whole time. You can take breaks. You can take minute rest. You can do work oh, rest yeah. ratios. You can work all that out and improve those. So again, like work to rest ratios, like 
you might do a one to two work to rest ratio. And if you do the same amount of absolute kind of distance or work, or whatever, but you can do it in a two to one ratio per work block. You, you Again, it's one of those where you reduce the rest down and you're yeah. getting fitter. Even though you do the same distance and the same amount of actual work, if you can do it at the same time, the same time splits, but with smaller rest, you've got fitter. People don't look at that. They just look at, oh, I can do more, do more, do more. Well, no, rest less. That's a way of increasing any system development. And people just don't think like that. They don't ever test themselves. They don't ever push the limits from, from that point of view. So yeah. usually because they give up and they suck it off. <laughs> but yeah, there's lots of different things. Like So to put them into little categories, I have like cardiac output, tempo work, aerobic power, lactate power, lactate capacity, a lactate capacity and a lactate power are the ones that I use. And if anybody wants to chat about that, uh, then DM me. It's fine. Um, or just, 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 just get coached. It's fine. But yeah. the other, the other, the big one that I think a lot of people don't program well is it has a lot of caveats because I don't think it's taught well is power. Um, and it's only kind of taught in, I feel like it's only yeah. taught in SNC school. Um, and it's just like, Oh God, power. They're like, Oh, I can do more. But I guess a lot of clients are like, Oh, I, well, I can lift more. I can definitely do more. And it's like, yeah, I know. But as soon as we're not moving with that velocity or doing anything, it just like mm. you back off. But yeah, it's fun, Dan. It's fun. But anyway, um, yeah, I think so. The biggest ones were strength and strength endurance and then we had like a five percent i think i'm still fucking happy with that something like five percent four percent increase yeah. in terms of power mm. and that's based off like a triple triple broad jump which is uh reactive forces um and then a one step one step vertical and then a broad jump and then we do a, a trap bar uh relative body weight test as well which is cool which is cool mm. yeah if you want to get 11 percent better then uh slide into my dms it's fine only 11 though can't, I can't do anymore. Yeah, if you want, if you want thirteen or something, come to me. But if for eleven, <laughs> it's Tom. Tom's the expert on that one. Eleven point um, three five. It's so it's such an obscure number. I said it, it. Nobody will question it. So it's fun. There you go. Ask <laughs> Tom. So we're all good, mate. I know. Yeah. Anyway, um, so there was a there was a couple of things that happened in the fitness world. There was one big thing I think happened in the fitness world this week, Dan. Apart from my athletes uh, setting it alight. Was uh, the Arnold's or not the Arnold's? Was it called the Arnold's? Or... Yeah, I think it was called the Arnold Sports Festival, but then Arnold wasn't there. Is that right? <laughs> Arnold refused to go, and then it was just called Sports Festival UK or something like that. Mm. They like took Arnold off the name, um, which is interesting. It's all a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, it's, and I just like we. I guess we could talk about this in terms of fitness expos. Um, there's there's a couple of questions that I think we'll we'll try and answer in uh, not try, a couple of questions that I've made up because I'd like to nice to know Dan's thoughts because I think it's it was an interesting topic in a meeting I almost fell asleep in today, but it it adds as content, doesn't it? If I vaguely listen, and then we can put a spin on it. Um, but yeah, fitness expos, yes or no, Dan? Um. I don't get them anymore. I think this the time's been and gone, and I think that yeah, I don't. I think there's a reason they're not really around hugely at the moment, and that for that reason, I don't think people COVID is that, that bothered about them. Well, yeah, it was obviously because that originally, and then <laughs> I think since then people have realised actually it's you know it's just not yeah not anything worth worrying about. So I actually, I've been personally. I've been to two this year because I was forced. Um, <laughs> I was contractually obliged to be there, and. Apart from like 
saying hello to the likely people you see anyway um that you only know through social media which is always interesting um and they were like oh tom you're you're a lot bigger than i thought you'd be i was like thank you thank you that <laughs> is tiny correct yeah. yeah no i never i literally never get that um it's fine um it seemed to me that from the ones that I went to, people were way more into the events that were there. So whatever sport was being played there, I use the term sport as in like bodybuilding stage or the powerlifting stages or stuff like that. People were around there all day, but I can only assume that they're obviously watching a friend or a gym mm. buddy or whatever. And that's why they're there. Not particularly, and I feel like the... The other stuff is kind of just that, eh, oh, well, we'll check in on that. All right, cool. Um, we'll yeah, I just don't see how, I just don't see how, how in any way, like, it's supposed to be, I don't know what it's supposed to be promoting. Like, I don't, don't get it. And I think they tried to get the speakers there. Like I said, look, we, we've been there. I've spoken, you've spoken, uh, you know, body power, things like that. But I just don't get how they make, you know, a decent amount of money, number one. But number two, I don't get the whole, Brands with loads of money go there, spend loads of money, and it's brand awareness, maybe. And eh, maybe yeah, I, I think mean, also argue, Pete, Pete behind the curtain, like when we, me and Dan have spoke, we haven't got paid for that. That's that's we well, yeah, obviously time. like yeah, you don't get like, paid like I anything. I think people, like, I think because I've had a, a few people go, oh Tom, you seem to speak at some stuff, and I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not it's not always a great thing. I have to be like, oh, is it is it worth my Saturday? Like. Yeah, and I think it's, it's and, and don't worry, it's, it, don't get me wrong, it's nice to see people in the industry or to network Correct, a little bit, but yeah. I think it's, it's it, there's a huge misconception that going to those things is going to somehow improve your business in any way. It's not, like, there's no way it's going to. It's because, again, the people that are there aren't looking for that type of thing, in my opinion, whenever I've been to them before. It's, it's yeah, I just don't think you'll ever see it again like it was with body power, like at that level. I just no. don't think it, it's, it's, and again, I didn't even know the Arnold Sports thing was on. Didn't even know it was a, <laughs> Thing. I just saw it all over some of the, I guess, the PT groups I'm in. And they were just like, oh, look what's happening. Ah. And I was like, okay, cool. I think like when you're fresh in the industry, it gets quite exciting. And obviously that was when we probably first started going. But I think the the way to do it is go with like four or five mates who are all PTs. And then you have a little laugh around like the industry you're in. I think that would be fun. Um, I mm. don't recommend like probably going to go and learn and stuff like that. I get that there's a lot of talks on and stuff like that, but guess oh, so what? Was it, was it the NEC, was it? The Arnold Sports Festival? Probably. So it wasn't the same place, like it was the same sort of looking thing as, as Body Power, yeah. essentially. Correct, yeah. But yeah, in terms of the content and the the talks and stuff that people do, nobody's preparing a talk that they haven't done before um, for those shows and they wouldn't have already produced online on their content. They probably got a lead magnet doing that properly with the slides and stuff like that. So just go up to their email list and they'll probably send it to you. Like yeah. that's the case. Um, it's like, I prefer listening to a podcast and I will take that cause I'm in my environment and blah, 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 going through there. So yeah. Um, well, yeah, it looks like it went, um, Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman were there. They were the yeah, two that were there basically. They got paid then. Nobody else did. <laughs> yeah, they'd have been paid, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Maybe not enough, but they were paid. Ronnie Coleman must have been there on crutches, was he? Um Does he, does he can he not walk? Well yeah, he's bad back surgery, hasn't he? He's got a fucked back from yeah. lifting all those weights. Yeah. Oh. That's what weight lifting weights. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's Don't lift weights, guys. Bad back. Get bad back. Yeah. Uh, lift them badly. <laughs> really, uh, the main thing I'd say. But yeah. I know both of those people. I they I wouldn't be able to pick them out of a lineup. 
that's how not in the bodybuilding world I've ever been. I wouldn't, I'm, I wouldn't be like, expect you to be able to, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> well, I don't know who that is. I don't know who they are. No. Uh, give me shoulder, soldier, shoulder, like rehab specialists. I'd be able to do that. You know that, like, yeah. yeah. Tony Cockler. Yeah, I know where he is. Mike Reinhold. Oh, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> they're, they're all tiny, it seems to be. You're I had to give some so recommendations cool. on uh, shoulder people today. And I was like, I know these guys. It was always a so trusted cool, network. Tom. You're so cool, mate. <laughs> I know. Anyway, but um, where we going? But it was interesting. I just thought because I know I've known your view on those things for uh, a, a while, and obviously, unfortunately, um, in education, you get dragged to them every now and again because you have to educate. I guess without yeah. people, we don't educate. But um, it's it's always a hard one as well from a brand perspective. Like, say, if Biceps and Banner went there, or or when the PTC did, or First Base, because I spoke for First Base at Elevate and stuff like that, and. I guess it was good in a way that a couple of people from different brands and uh, like companies came up was like, oh, I really loved it. I'd love to have a chat about certain things or blah, 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 about what you were doing. Um, I was like, nothing really have come of it. Maybe I should have yeah. chased it a little bit more, but I was just like, mm, that's fine. That's cool. Yeah, nothing comes of those discussions. That's half the, the problem. But also is that yeah. as well is that I think a lot of PTs go thinking that they're going to drastically transform their business. And at the end of the day, they'd be better off spending that time doing loads of other things like filming content rather than going to an event like that on a day. <laughs> like, and it's, and I think it's just that mis- And again, that learn from our mistakes that we've been there and done it. And, you know, yeah, you can go and have a fun time if you just want to go, but don't go there thinking yeah. you're going to move your business further forward because people there aren't interested in PTs. Like, again, it's like, where are your demographic? Where are they hanging out? Where are they spending time? They're not there. Like going there's pointless. Like it's just going to indoctrinate <laughs> you more into, indoctrinate you more into a world of fitness that actually is alienating you from the general public, not moving you further towards them essentially yeah um, which uh bring, brings me on to the questions that i did write down because you've you've segued nicely okay so <laughs> from a training point of view i guess we can talk nutrition as well mm. um and business so, so probably three big sides of personal training nutrition business and training um they're all relatively symbiotic apart from i ignore the nutrition thing because just people eat just eat burgers um, it's fine <laughs> i kid i kid we can do nutrition um is if you were let's say a pt or relatively new in the industry and say dan you've got three months so a quarter of the year to um use your time wisely i won't say like to just like go ah i can only do three months and then i'm done using your time wisely what would you do in say you know pretty much nothing but you're going to go in the first three months, what are the most important things and kind of key things to get in shape and what you'd go and learn, what you'd learn about, why would you do that? Blah, 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 blah. What would you do? Would there be any anybody you'd go and follow, talk to, blah, 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 blah. In nutrition first? Go nutrition first. That sounds like the most boring. No. Um, Jesus. I would. So you've got three what months. What would I do? Three months, what would you do to go and learn nutrition-y things? I think a lot of them, I think there will obviously be carryovers on this. But Are we going to assume that they were like qualified? And they're they qualified know... personal trainer, yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're looking to build their business. They're looking to build their training knowledge and they're looking to build their nutrition knowledge. What would they do? I would, I would, I would probably do a basic, some sort of basic nutrition qualification certification, like precision nutrition probably will get done in three months. I think something like that. Um, something like a longer like year long program that's more money is it's just not, it's just gonna be too slow you don't need to know that much either um so that'd be number one 
And uh, number two would be, I would extensively study the demographic that I wanted to work with. And I would really try and get to know their problems with nutrition because it's all well and good knowing about calories and knowing about protein and knowing about all these things that you do need to know, you know, from a, on a fundamental scientific level, but people's problem with food is usually because it's, um, I don't, I don't think it's lack of education for, for a lot of people. I think most people know that burgers are not as good for them as salads. And they know that chicken and broccoli is better for them than KFC, right? They're not stupid at that level. It's more about the reasons why they aren't prioritizing certain things or the reasons why they are turning to certain foods and certain things like that. So I would be spending a lot of time with the niche that I wanted to work with. And I would find out a lot about them. I would speak to them. I would do anything I could. And I'd offer to work with them for free just to get an idea of what, questions they came to me with, what problems they were facing, um, because that will then set you up with knowing what content to put out and how to help that person on a daily basis. So you need to know their daily life, their daily struggles. And again, their daily struggles aren't, oh, I need to get more protein in. No, that's the solution to their problem. Their problem is that they go after quick energy fixes all the time. They never prepare any food. They don't actually have some sort of structure um, and they are super stressed and super anxious and have no idea where to begin. That is the problem. The solution is, well, they need to eat more protein. But people posting videos saying, here's how to eat more protein. It's not really going to help. It's not going to, and they don't need, they, and they also don't care about why protein is good for them. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They they just want the 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 benefit of it, which is that they'll feel fuller. They won't crave things anymore. Great. That's what they need out of it. But they don't need to be told why they need to eat more protein because it's better for their muscles and recovery. They don't care. They don't give a shit. You have to sell them with the thing that they want out of it, um, which is weight loss usually and things like that, right? So I think there's a there's a key thing there with nutrition of understanding the actual problem that people face. And, and like I said, it's not that you need to understand more about calorie deficit or protein or carbs or fats or timing of foods and things like that. It's understanding the root cause of the problem as to why these people that you want to work with aren't focused on their nutrition right now. So yeah. speak to them. Ask them speak that question. To, speak to those kind of people. I guess it's like they go go research. I guess speak like, to like so behavior, people. People say all the time. People. Yeah, people say all the time. Like, oh yeah, it's easier said than done. Where do you find it? Right. So when I did copyright and mentoring, one of the things that we got told for research is go on Reddit. They said Reddit is the best place to look for problems. People are typing in all the time. I can't lose weight. I'm a 40 year old mom and I can't lose weight. Can someone help me or whatever? And you just get reams and reams and reams of people saying, yeah, I struggle with this. I struggle with that. The problem is this. You just spend, you spend two hours on there and I guarantee you, you'll come away with a much, much better understanding of what your target market has a problem with in terms of their nutrition. And if you don't, you haven't looked hard enough. You've just skimmed it. And this other thing is, 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 again, coaches would rather sit there and read a textbook on nutrition and feel like they're, they're moving towards understanding more and being able to help their clients, but they, but they don't, but that doesn't help in any way shape or form. That's procrastination. And that's actually just burying your head in the sand and pretending that you're working when you're not, you're far better off understanding the human being that you want to work with than you are about understanding the scientific principles of nutrition. Because if you don't understand the human being and their problems and what they face on a daily basis, you can't help them with their nutrition anyway. So it's fucking pointless knowing more about the nutrition. So many coaches dive deep into more qualifications, more upskilling with science, more understanding all those nutrition qualifications. They need to understand human beings. And the best place to do that is to find out what their problems are because you can then help them. Um, Bear in mind, this is the, this is the first three months now. Yeah, no, honestly, like, but, <laughs> but, 
but that that is a the best place to start. Yeah. Because then what happens is you work with enough people because you understand their problems that they start coming to you with questions about their nutrition and you go, shit, I need to upskill my nutrition a bit more. But you've already got some clients because you can get results yeah. with people because you understand them. <clears throat> so do it that way around. But most do it the opposite yeah. way around. They do all the nutrition qualifications that take two, three years, spend all that money, and they still don't have any clients. It's like, well, because you don't understand the human being. You think it's all about the food and about crisps or cucumber or chicken, and it's not. It's not about that. Is it me or did, have you got random like, no, uh, no, 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 no. They weren't random. Have you got like, oh, uh, we're going to see. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, have you got the letter C? Apparently uh, Dan's uh, kind of like, I don't know, is it like word of the day toilet paper or something like that? And you have to use this many words with yeah, the letter C. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't know where that came from. Oh, dear. I was like, yeah. has he just opened like one of Isabel's old baby books? And was like, <laughs> oh, <we've>, yeah. <laughs> We'd uh, land another let's see. You're just like yeah, yeah. reminiscing. Interesting, don't <laughs> there you go. Um, I guess we can move on to training. Um I will take the mantle vaguely. Um in terms of three months, I think it's a it's a similar thing. If you have three months to learn I like number one, I would say um I think the the niche thing applies for fucking everything, all right? So learning yeah. about the people that you want to train, but probably where the nutrition thing you won't be able to do, but training you could be able to do this is um go observe the person who is training the demographic that you want to train. I would say and tr- within the first month you want to observe them maybe three, four times, once a week, maybe, and just go and mm. learn what the fuck they're doing and why they're doing it and how they're doing it and what they're doing like with those people in those sessions. Um, or if it's online, blah, 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 go talk to that person. They're more likely to uh, talk to you um, about it because that's going to be a case of like, say, for example, if you want to come work with footballers, you could come talk to me and Dan because we've worked with footballers. I still work with footballers as online like clients. That's the case. Because so you're like, all right, you you want to train footballers. Like, how do they train? What is best for them? And then in terms of if you're if you're coming with the fundamentals and not coming in with a lot of like I don't know knowledge on training, I think things that don't take three months is going to be. I would probably go. Um, obviously the PT core, but um, but probably just the, just the training side because that's my side. Um, but if there was like an industry known, the CFSC is like the Mike Boyle method stuff is probably more in terms of a comprehensive way of training. It, but it totally depends on your niche, I would say. And if you're like, I want to be with bodybuilder, then go do some sort of bodybuilding based uh, mm. course. If you want to be a CrossFit hybrid athlete coach, then you go do something like that. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. It might be huge yeah. shit, but it'll be fine. Okay, it's learning about your demographics, learning how they're trained. I think. Uh, I think with that, I think that that most people though would work gem pop though, right? I think that'd be the best Correct, place to go yeah. again in terms of people who are going to spend money on on PT and stuff. And again, I my recommendation for that would be um, to find the safest bang for your buck exercises done with the least amount of equipment. And I would base all my programming around that. And I would get a lot of people, again, just thinking out loud, I would want people in the gym who maybe they're a bit anxious, not really confident. I want the, I want them to feel that they can trust me, that I know what I'm doing. Um, and I would be rinsing and repeating those basic movements and get people results with, with that. So That's, that's you know. one of the other caveats as well, I guess. Yeah, in terms of when you're starting off in terms of training, I think there is a case of you have to start with the general population because you have mm-hmm. to, 
learn yeah. about those fundamental movement patterns. So I do lectures on them, right? The 12, there's 12, I categorize them as 12 fundamental, fundamental movement patterns. And then we talk from what would be baselines. So learn your baselines of exercise and then you work forwards and backwards of them. After three months, if you have 12 baselines, two progressions and two regressions, cool. We suddenly got, I don't know, I'm not even going to do the maths, over 60 exercises to do. Yeah. That's like, what it'd be, yeah. And then we're like, cool, we're cooking with gas. Mm -hmm. That's probably like, well, we've literally got five months worth of programming based on movement progression. And, and that's and based then in, on the fact that you're going to change it every second time. So, And then in three months, you're already ahead of 95% of PTs out there. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty. But then one of the other caveats, so I would be like, observe someone who's doing it so you can like future-proof mm -hmm. yourself. If you then do a course, something like that, obviously I've written those kind of lectures. I probably should like just release them as clickbait things. Um, but I could do that. It's fine. Um, and then what would be teaching about that? So simple mechanics. We're not talking about fucking cuff shit. You don't have to go do that. It's fine. Just learn about your actual patterns that people move without actually stepping on the mach machine. Mm -hmm. Talking like just adding external load somehow. Um, and then my last one, and it's one big caveat for me. Um, and it's something that, uh, I think you guys probably were, I don't know if you thought about it when you take on your business and body, like coaching people. Um, but it's something that I always do with my mentees is, um, especially that I've always done with third space, probably like the last five years, uh, they have to train. And it's something that was beaten into me from, uh, speaking to Kevin Carr. And then he was mm. just like, you are your fucking product don't give a shit that you'd like all right yeah um you can be fat and fine absolutely fine cool but if you're an absolutely immaculate ollie lifter and you're a little bit overweight that's fine couldn't give a shit but if you demonstrate the movement that's 80 percent. literally they're like that's 80 percent of what they're going to be doing and if you're unable to coach that and just by doing that yeah that's gonna suck right so i would be like cool for those three months you're gonna follow three structured four-week programs you know, that's what you're going to do um, and be meticulous with it and just do it. Um, yeah. It's one of those we do offer it to our coaches, but a lot of them will be like, oh, I'm all right with that. Or I've got that covered or someone, or they might have another coach do it for them as well, which again is, is okay, I suppose. But um, but yeah, I, I always prefer it when I do that for them because I think it's important. I think it's really important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some people don't. Yeah, which is, which is fine. It's just, it's just good. Um, especially, it's a little bit odd if, if you're working with a niche that they want to. You'd be like, all right, fucking hell. I'll just getting a little bit more for whatever i'm paying so yeah yeah for example if you want to learn how to train for performance come just have a chat like it's absolutely fine jesus jesus all right and then business what would you do in the first three months from a business point of view i would be uh, i would tell you what i would do two things and this is two things that people, I think, to be honest, at any stage, they would benefit from doing. And it's something that I said the other day that I would do if I was starting from scratch right now, is I would post a talking head video every single day based on my niche. And I would send an email every single day. Um, and people will go, oh, what's the point? There's no one listening. There's no one watching. Well, what better time to post your worst content then? Yeah. What better time? And the only way, the only videos after that are gonna that are gonna happen is that they're gonna get better. It's the only thing that can happen to them. So people say this all the time. I wait until I'm better. I wait until I've done this course. No, just just make them, and you'll soon start to see what lighting looks better, and you'll spend more time watching the people, and you go, actually, I'm gonna do that better. I'm gonna make that look better. So they're the two things that I would do. And again, it's not really business related, but it kind of is. Um, 
because that will get you more business in a year's time than worrying about, you know, whether you've got the best onboarding process or the best this or best that. If you give a shit about people and your clients, your onboarding can be not the best, but your service will outperform it. You only need a good stick onboarding when you're busier, when you've got not enough time or whatever, right? If you're there and you're literally giving people your phone number and you're like, just text me if you have any problems and you send them everything, they're, they're going to be okay, right? But it's video every day and get used to being on camera. And I don't mean like film it every day, but film a batch of them, post them, post it every day about a topic, be authentically you, be, be what you are. Um, don't copy other people, but again, also as well, turn up certain personality traits you've got a little bit as well. That helps. Um, but do that, do that for, for, for three months every day for 90 days. And again, people won't do it. So it doesn't make a difference, but you would be amazed at what would happen if that was the case. Again, like I, someone, I think I can't remember it was now. Someone asked me this the other day. It was like, if you just lost everything tomorrow, what would you yeah, do well, and how would you go about it? That's exactly what I would do. I would start up a brand new Instagram page, get on the emails, get on the video. And I would just be like every single day, ham going at it every single day. And I mean, people don't believe you when you say that. I don't believe me when I say that. But I see a lot of coaches who are doing okay. And I really want them to almost lose it all so that they have to do that because it's almost like they're on enough money that it's kind of like, they don't have to do that. They don't have to do that. But if they were at zero, that's the mentality they should have is I'm at zero. And like, I've gone through a transition. This is really segued, but who cares? Um, <laughs> I've gone through a real transition recently where you, some of you guys may have noticed, some of you may, may or may not have, but with mine and Mike's content now, we're posting a lot more of like the YouTube video clips and stuff like that because it's really easy to put out. We've got someone that edits for us. We don't have to worry too much about content. You might have noticed my stories have gone down. I don't really post huge amounts of my stories hugely. And it's kind of because I've got a little bit comfortable. I'm going to put my hands up. I've got a little bit comfortable. And I'm this close. I'm this close to feeling back to myself and back to wanting to post content and really wanting to really step it up again. And sometimes you need that time away to really go right for example like in the next two weeks i'm going to set myself the challenge of going right you've got zero clients what the fuck would you do and almost do it as like a, a case study for the coaches and for all the people that we work with because for us between september and december is a little bit quiet time because we've not got so many things going on me and mike yeah. and i've really thought about just going do you know what for 60 days set myself the challenge to go no fuck it do it and do an email a separate email list for 60 days just completely separate to what we already do just daily thoughts daily th daily feelings whatever it might be is almost a journal type thing with some with some help in there and then a daily talking head video every single day because you do need sometimes to have that that downtime to get that fire in your belly again but i tell you one thing that would get that fire in your belly is if you had zero fucking clients and you had zero money coming in i don't get it i don't get how people sit there and go, oh, i could do more clients i'm like why are you not doing this every day? Like, why are you not putting up more? And, you know, people say to me, oh, what's the what's the minimum you think I should do in terms of emails? Well, what do you mean? Like, well, you, should be ask, you should be asking me what's the maximum that I can do. You should be asking yourself that question. What's the maximum I can do? And it baffles me because people look at me and you maybe and they'll go, oh, but you're not doing it every day. You don't need to do it every day. I'm all right. Well, I, all I right, can mate. speak from experience. And obviously, um, everybody behind, everybody behind oh, probably listens to this and Dan obviously knows because I was like up front with him um, in terms of when obviously uh, the PTC stopped doing stuff. Right. So that was a large contract in theory for me, mm -hmm. like we can talk numbers, like two, two and a half to three grand a month of my income uh, this year that I lost. 
noted it. Posted every day on Instagram. Fucking stepped on my online coaching and And, stepped on it hard. And then I was like, you know what? Took on 10 clients in about six weeks. So this is the difference though as well. The difference here though is slightly, is what I will say with you is that you know exactly who you're speaking to, you know exactly what to say, right? And your content's bang on. So there's that, right? Which helps. And that does help. There's no doubt about it. But that's also because you've also got 800 posts from before then that you kind of know what you did wrong or what you need to improve upon. Yeah. And, and I bet you, you feel more confident now you've posted almost every day for, for 60 days. You like my videos are loads better. The content's better. Well, the, I know what looks is, better, like, what gets more engagement, you know, today, right? literally I was, I was walking down and it probably, I probably will. I don't know. And I would have no problem literally when I was just walking back home through Regent's park, to be honest, just putting up me chatting about fucking sled work. I've got no problem putting that on my actual feed now. I was just like, you know what? I probably will put some of these on. Mm. I'll just be like, you know, it's just me chatting. It's fine. That's absolutely fine content for me because that's me. It's talking head video. It's unprepared. Fuck it. If you, if you got, I realize there's a confidence of it. And I'm just like, you know what? I know what I'm talking about. I've got that experience. I know what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And yeah, you'll have to get there for a certain You've got the nice, you've got the nice little like... subtitles as well, haven't you? Yeah, that everyone else has got. What, what app do they, <laughs> they use that on? That's not Instagram, um, is it? No, it's not Instagram. I They're can't nice get captions on Instagram anyway. But um, yeah, I've noticed you everyone's know. got the little. I, I, in Dubai, you can't get the captions on on Instagram stories. Yeah. For some reason. No. Um, I use literally an app. It is called Captions. <laughs> literally called Captions. <laughs> um, uh, I'll I'll show down yeah. the. Uh, Carry on. It's uh oh that one not the oh uh, it's just called captions yeah. There literally called captions cool. with a little. It looks like a little queue, but not um. Yeah, because I've I bought you know I, I why would it, I, I see some of this um, so I'm part a part of like a mentorship group as well, um and I see like oh I don't want to spend fifty fifty quid on this I'll just do it fuck me if it's gonna make your life a little bit easier so in terms of some of my reels and stuff like that obviously you can do reels on Instagram and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff but I use Video Leap Light Leap Art Leap Photo Leap and Beat Leap for it was something like thirty quid I get all of those all year. Mm. all right done and then captions was like fucking i don't know i don't know it might have been it's definitely paid for but not expensive and i was just like you know what that's fine easy and all done for you and it even does the fucking the silencing editing for you dan so when you're recording a video this is with people just going off a tangent isn't it when you're recording a video don't like obviously you muck up but it's it literally in it clips it for you like so you just go silent when you fuck up and then come back with it and it clips it all. And then you can just yeah. delete what you want in it. And I'm like, this is magic. Um, all right. I'm yeah. Doing that. There you go. Saves a lot of time. So, very yeah. good. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah. I was like, shit, I can do it all now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things, though, where I just think it, again, it, people want the magic and they want to get to, they want to get to someone's video 100 and, and how it looks. And it's like, you cannot do it. You just go from video one and you just learn quickly and you make mistakes and um, all that sort of, uh, all that sort of stuff. But, but look, that's the, that's the reality in a really simple advice. People won't follow it because people, and again, so what people do is they go, Oh, I couldn't do it for 60 whole days. So I gave up on day 23. Well, you know, <laughs> again, that's the mentality of that all or nothing. Well, I just, I just went bother then. Well, no, you just go straight on day 24 and just forget it. Okay. You did 58 out of 60 days. Brilliant. But it, again, it's that whole thing of just wake up, rinse, repeat, go to bed, wake up, rinse, repeat. And people don't want to hear it. And, and it's boring and I get it, but it fucking works and not enough people are doing it. 
And like I said before, you'll be above 95% of other, no, scrap that. You'll be above 99% <laughs> of other online coaches if you do it, if you turn up every day. The amount of time I spend speaking to the coaches I work with, I'm like, have you turned up today on Instagram? Have you turned up? Have you shown people that you're there? Have you shown people that you've got value, that you work with clients, that you're good at what you do? No. Well, then what are you doing? Why are you expecting people to just rock up and give you money? It's an um, interesting one as well. Know, I, I, I recently started listening to, um, who is it? Oh, it's not on fucking there. Um, they're really fucking short. It's The Game with Alex Hormozzi. Hormozzi? Yeah, Hormozzi. Yeah. Hormozzi. Quite like that little podcast. They're all fucking short as fuck. Um, so you can rent, like on my walk home, I can do three, I think, going yeah. through. But it was there was one thing that resonated with me today was, um, and this falls back on, I think. So it wasn't easy for me to pick up 10 clients within kind of six weeks, but it was just, I literally just had to do a little bit of graft, right? Okay. And, but it was the the fact it was like people buy based on value they have already received, not that what they're going to receive. So uh -huh. I think people kind of hanging back on terms of not giving, this is why we've done 330 fucking episodes of like podcasting, because hopefully we've added value and mm -hmm. people tend to know us and they, they expect the product afterwards anyway. And they're then in terms of what, because we we get results, it's absolutely fine. We we know mm. we're good at what we do, and we we achieve people's goals. Um, but it's also because we've given up so much fucking free value, and we'll quite happily, and we will have to give more, hundred um, yeah. percent. And we will continue to because you still want to be like that person they go to for that question. Or but if you don't so ever show just that, just on that as well, we get this we get this question a lot about value. So people say, oh, you need to provide value, and people think that giving someone protein swaps is value. That's not value. That's junk. That's crap. People value your opinion, right? So when you look at everything that Alex Hormozzi does, right? Yes, there's value in it, but it's just his opinion. Okay. He doesn't sit there going, well, according to scientific research, this shows this. Correct, yeah, he yeah, just yeah. goes, I've done this. It worked with these people. You, you should probably try the, it. Uh, and you know title, what? It worked. Like The title of my note on that today is literally, it says, how I. Mm. That's how authority. I exactly yeah. that right how <laughs> I and this is and I posted this on my story today I posted this on my story today literally half an hour before coming on this podcast I posted this right and I said um coaches it's okay to not like more popular fitness influencers for whatever reason but please don't be so dismissive and narrow-minded that you don't spend time looking for the clues as to the reason why they might be successful with social media right and obviously I was talking about James Smith because people slag him off all the time but they do not have a fucking clue as to why he's so successful. They just go, I don't like him and the way he does this. He doesn't know anything. Nah, well, 1.1 million followers and you've got two. So he doesn't know something. <laughs> and it's all that. It's how I help my clients do this. How, what I think of this. This is what I believe yeah. in this scenario. This is why keto sucks. This is why I think keto is awful. It's not yeah. keto is bad because you don't have to cut out carbs. He doesn't say that, does he? He doesn't say it like that. And no. people... Alex Hormozzi is a prime example of this. Like you said, it's the how I did this. Because guess what? He's a multi-millionaire. Oh, yeah. So yeah, and he, he and he's, and what's really cool as well, if anybody's an entrepreneur, and, and I guess we have to class ourselves as fitness entrepreneurs, he also started in fitness. That's where mm. he did. He built gyms, and that's what he did. He, he did gym stuff. Yeah. And he sometimes talks to fitness-based people. And he's documenting. He's like, I'm on the road to a billion-dollar company. I just want to document everything I've ever done during this because nobody's ever done it. 
That's all. Like, he was just like, you know what? It would be really cool if fucking Jeff Bezos, and he was like, today, he was like, it would have been really good if uh, Jeff Bezos said, oh, day 24, have to send out some books for Amazon today. This fucked <laughs> yeah. up. Oh, well, we'll learn. Uh, I'm going to do yeah. this tomorrow. That's all it like. Like probably like four or five minute like journal. Mm. And that's all he wants to do. But the how so, I thing like resonated with me because I was like, yeah, you're right. He immediately switched over. And when somebody says you need to do this, you go, yeah, you're a prick. I don't want to do what you say. Like you need to do. I'm like, mm. you need to eat more protein. Fuck off. I don't want yeah. to tell what to do. So that is exactly <laughs> that is exactly what I would do in my daily emails. That's exactly what I do in my daily emails. How I did this how I overcame this. This is what happened to me today. It was a fucking shit day. This is what happened. This is how I overcome it. This is how I got around it. I just called it a rest day. And people, again, they they, they use Instagram, things like that as like a, as, a, as almost, uh, again, this outlet for just free information. But what people want is they want to know what you're doing, what you're going through. And it's why you said before about you need to show your training a bit more and this sort of stuff. You need to show that side of stuff because they want to know your opinion on your life, how you've achieved what you've achieved so that they can emulate that in some degree because they follow you because they resonate with you and your values. That's why they follow you. If they didn't, they'd unfollow you. They resonate with you based on your personality, your opinions, your sense of humor, your life. They then want to know how you've achieved all that because they see something about you that they resonate with, that they go, well, I'm like Tom because I like my training like that. So how's he help his clients do that then? How, and then Tom goes into, well, this is how I do it. This is how I train people. This is how I do that. And that is what your email list would be. It would be a, a, a almost like a, a documentation of how you go about your life. And people want to know because they want advice from someone who's in shape, who knows how to lose weight, who knows how to gain muscle. That's what they want. They want insight. They don't want to know the mechanisms. They want to know how you get, <laughs> they want to know what happens you when you rock up to the gym and it's bank holiday and it's closed and you forgot. Tell the story of that day, what happened, what you did instead, why it doesn't matter, how you're going to rectify it the next day so they can learn from it. And then when they're ready, they'll go, well, I need that person to help me. And again, not enough people doing that style of stuff. It's, oh, you should probably get your knee up. Because it's good for <laughs> Charge. I've seen a lot of, uh, I don't know why I'm getting spammed with these. It's like, oh, great options in Tesco's. Right. What is that about? What is this? <laughs> what is that, by the way? Because this... I saw this the other day. <laughs> oh, high protein foods in Asda. And I went, no, they're just high protein foods in any supermarket, mate. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always in, why are they I'm in Audi. And you're like, what is this trend? <laughs> what is that about? Can someone explain that? Please, someone message me on Instagram, DM me. I don't get that because I I can't believe people are sat there going, oh, yeah, okay, and they're making notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, nobody's doing that. Nobody's what going, oh, yes, finally. Oh. Oh, and, and it's like you don't need to do it for Tesco, for Sainsbury's, for M&S, for Waitrose. You don't need to. Just just uh, say when you go to the, the supermarket. It's all the you same shit. Trust me. Trust me in terms of manufacturing. I'm sure it's all the same shit, just slightly different packaging. What like, is that about? <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, I think we'll end on that. Also, oh, as well, by the way, no, just on that. Let's keep going on this. We're going to go over and out. Going to keep going on this. Also, as well, a lot of recipes as well on Instagram at the moment for food, isn't there? Is there a lot of recipes? Is there? Well, similar, of a similar yeah. ilk. Like I see a lot of people go, "This is this 400 calorie, this, this, and this," and they're obviously getting a lot of views on Instagram, right? Because people are, you know, on Reels, people obviously want big views and stuff like that. I just don't yeah. see how it's correlating to necessarily clients food. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But I mean, I'm not inclined to do that. But a lot of those as well, like recipe videos on Instagram. I'm like, are people on Instagram for recipe videos? I don't know. Maybe they are. I don't know. You know but... what I got on? I got on Tasty. My app, Tasty. Tasty, yeah. I used to remember that, yeah. 
But that wasn't low. That wasn't like low calorie, high protein options. Oh, <laughs> that was just oh. really good. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, how many calories can I fit in my mouth at once? Yeah. And it would just be like, really, it's stuff that you've never, cr- like, in terms of cooking. I quite like cooking. Yeah. It's just stuff you never, never really think about. Yeah. Never, you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, shit, I can make broccoli pasta bacon sandwiches. And you're like, yeah. they're really good, apparently. And I'm like, shit, I'm going to go there. That's always a good thing to do on the walk home. Be like, all right, what what produce do I fancy uh, being crazy with today? But yeah. Um, also, stupid things on the internet, Dan, apart from all of that, clearly. This is quite an informative podcast. See what I mean? Fucking got through this podcast. You might have learned a fair bit if you're a coach, um, or we might have pointed you in it, a little so. bit. <laughs> our opinions, exactly. Um, I sent down a uh, a. <laughs> if you want to become a chiropractor, what they do at chiropractic school um, was they were at a gym and they had like lots of dummy like you know those like the I don't know that's their version of the CPR Anne yeah or Annie be. whatever yeah, it was yeah. like their version of it and they're like they're like jolting the neck and like. And obviously, uh, Adam Meekins. Don't particularly like Adam Meekins, but every now and then it's comedy value. Um, he was just like, yep, chiropractors learning to decapitate people. Obviously, that's what's happening here. Fucking madness. And <laughs> I had no idea that that happened. Obviously, they would need to practice on something, but it was just the far-fetched way. It was just like in a gym setting as well. They're just around a rack, like a cage rack or something like that. And they were just like, yanking this put like a dummy's neck like a good and when i say there's probably there were oh, what, six or seven of them all around like doing you know it. what someone could have put a title on there saying um like bjj or like ufc practice and i would have gone okay cool yeah yeah you know it looked like it was proper going for like oh my god I, they also could have been like we decided to go into a psychological unit um, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, been, yeah yeah i would have yeah. been like yeah, yeah, that, this is what they do um, to try and get people away from killing people. We have yeah. to give, replace the humans with a dummy, then we take the dummy away. And they're like, yeah, oh, or, or one, of yeah one of those rage rooms. Yeah, one of those rage rooms you go into <laughs> where you smash it up. Yeah, like that. Like Laura goes and then she has got one of those dummies. She puts Dan's face on it and then she starts yeah. to go around. Destroy it, it yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Jesus Christ. All right. Valuable. Val- well, that turned into a valuable episode, I feel, after me just randomly writing three questions down. That's all my notes were um, before the show. So oh, I'd check yeah. that out if you're a, a coach. Well, if you're already listening this far, fuck me, you probably checked it out or you've listened to us. I think most people probably listen to us on 1.5. I can't do that. I listen to voice notes on 1.5 from my clients because some of them take far too yeah, long. Yeah, obviously. And then... Um, but podcasts, I can't do. I like the the normal rhythm of people's. Yeah, normal rhythm podcast. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Weird one. Weird one. All right. Uh, any other business? Not from me. No. No, not from me. Obviously, like, share, go tell someone about us at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Wonderful. Uh, please, Jesus Christ. <laughs> about any any show we've done, three hundred and thirty of them, mate. That's that's a lot of time, isn't it? This one's been one of the longer ones. Which is really All right, um, thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you. See you later.